Hey, g'day. <laughs> How you going, mate? Yeah, good. And yourself? Are you frozen, Luke? Oh, that was weird. No? I think my... um. Ah. I might be... No, that's better now. Bit of a... Technical difficulties, I think, to start that one. <laughs> All good. Well, every show's got te- just technical guess, difficulties eh? with us. Yeah, sounds good. Always. This is so platform, tonight. Do we want to keep going with this platform? Hang on, I'll cancel it. You're lagging up. Get everyone looking straight and hope to catch a podcast. Hey, going, Luke. Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. I thought I was going to do it again then. I think I don't know if you delayed your answer or if you were lagging just a tiny bit, but I thought we were going to have another crappy intro for a second there. Oh, man. Yeah, technical difficulties straight off the bat. That's it. Well, what do you do? Exactly. Keep so tonight, on. guys, we've... Yeah, that's it. We've uh, been joined by... Uh, two fellow herpers. We've got Kai Gould, aka Bilbo Boggins, and we've got Simon Begg, aka Slippery Simon. We'll probably get to those nicknames <laughs> later on in the in the podcast. But um, guys, thanks and thanks for coming on the show and welcome. Yeah, thanks. No worries. Yeah, all good. Thanks for having us. I'm more than welcome. So yeah, if you guys do remember, we've had Kai on before with um, Michael Payne to talk about extreme herping, the YouTube channel. And um, Simon's new to the the podcast, but Simon's a local to myself, and we quite often go out looking for for geckos and all sorts. So, yeah, it's good to get you both on the show. And um, just recently, Simon and Kai and myself got back from a central central West New South Wales, would you call it? Yeah, yeah. trip over a weekend. Yeah, so we just thought we'd have a bit of a rehash and kind of just catch up and talk about the stories and the lizards and all sorts that we saw along the way. So, um, guys, do you want to kind of kick it off and just kind of say, like, how this kind of trip came about? Maybe, maybe Kai, maybe you can kind of kick us off here because you've kind of done this trip a couple of times before. And Yeah, yeah well, it it's, well, it's more um, when I was – when we herped with Simon and, um, yeah, we, um, we were just talking about how, how good it is going out west. Like, I love the arid zone. And even though it's not an arid as such habitat, yeah. it's still – arid enough um and just how simon's never truly herped and experienced it and i promised him that i'd take him out there this season coming um which has happened now but we're just talking about that and i know simon lives close to luke and it pretty much just evolved from there but it was just general chit chat when you're walking through the bush looking for snakes um <laughs> as most herp trips do start yeah, so I've done Sydney yeah. pretty well now, um, and now that I've, I think I've got most of the reptiles throughout Sydney, so that then starts to set the challenge that you need to go further and further away to start finding new things. Um, and I mean, when Kai was passionate about this area, and he was keen to to do the drive out, that was definitely going to tag along. Yeah, sometimes when when it's laid out for you like a a pretty easy trip like that, it's it's hard to pass it up. I suppose yeah. it's you know especially with a good couple of guys and, good, you know, a good couple of nights too. Like the, the weather was pretty good to us for the most part. And, yeah, no, I was uh, I was stoked when you guys reached out and said, hey, do you want to come along on this one? We're, we're planning to do this. I, had a, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to 
handle it being a new dad and all and you know wife being able to handle it and stuff so i was stoked that she was able to kind of take the reins on that one mm. yeah but um yeah so we funnily enough we were trying to line it up with because kai you just changed your your weekend to sunday monday off and i just yep. changed my weekend to be back working mondays so didn't kind of line up perfectly but i was more than happy to take the monday off and uh make it a long weekend for myself and yeah basically we we started out from from sydney at what 12 p.m 1 p.m something like that yeah, on it was the around, saturday around afternoon 12 ish kind of thing yeah yeah I went, um, definitely a longer drive for you though coming from the south coast yeah, oh, yeah, and traffic coming through the M5 and M7 on the way there. But, I mean, it's not bad. At least I've got to stop and pick you guys up. And and the drive to the first the first spot is a little bit shorter than the um, final destination. So, yeah, the drive wasn't a terrible drive. Still put in a fair few hours, though. Like, I was trying to figure it out, and I reckon Kai would have driven... 35 hours across the three days. That, this is a lot of driving. That wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. The, the, the crazy thing is you, you didn't didn't miss a beat. <laughs> like it was, yeah. Oh, it, yeah, you kept the energy up the whole time. Yeah, and especially like when you do a whole week of it or two weeks of it, you do way more than that and you still got to try to find stuff the whole time. Like it kind of teaches you how to how to push through it. Um, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. It was, it was awesome kind of coming out of Sydney and, you know, heading out through, through, uh, you know, Cessnock and Maitland and all, all that sort of area and, and just watching the country change away. But so w- what was some targets for you guys on this trip? Like, obviously I kind of really wanted to see Goannas, but you know, my um, main what did you guys want to say? I really want to see a crucifix frog. Um, I, they've always just been a weird little animal, but like as far as frogs go, I reckon they're one of the best, um, as well as like the bright colors, but pretty unique shape. So they, they awesome remain target for me. And then for snakes, I think it was like the Deviz, coral, uh, and maybe a pale head would have been like the three snakes that I was kind of mainly after. So we got one of those, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, what about yourself, Kai? For me, it's, I've seen a lot of the things that you can find out there, but the one animal I wanted to see was the, um, elegant velvet gecko. Um, a species that got recently split from Oudra monolis, I'm pretty sure, in 2019. Um, so I just really wanted to see that. It was in a place that I've only herped once before and I've never night herped it. So I was going in blind pretty much as well for that first night. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much the top of my target, but I was more happy just showing you boys around and, um, seeing you guys get stoked with what you guys got to see for the first time. And yeah, I, I get joy out of just doing that. Yeah. Same for us. It is fun when you get to experience that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, that feeling of stoke when you finally find an animal that you, you've been wanting to see. Um, yeah, so uh, what, it took us probably five hours from my place, five and a half hours or so to, to get to our destination, essentially. Yep. And, um, 
we made a few stops along the way, didn't we? Yeah, I think we well we we had to stop for an animal and a couple dead ones, but um yeah I think we just stopped for fuel pretty much and got there and had dinner I think. <laughs> yeah. We did Stopped get to road um, trips like this for animals, like whether it's dead, alive, like that's what counted as our our little break out of the car. Yeah. Push the legs for five 100%. seconds, have a have a quick look, then jump back in. Yeah. Yeah. So we stopped for a dead lace monitor on the way out, which was a bit unfortunate. But it was pretty fresh, and um, we saw what a, a dead Eastern Brown as well. I yeah. Believe. Yeah, yeah, we uh, did a couple of blue tongues as well. Um, 32, I think. But do you say 32? Yeah, that's right. Echidna 2. Oh, yeah. Echidna oh two. yes. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, I thought you said 32. Yeah. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of dead on road. Yeah. Um, be way too many. No, I think. Yeah. I got a new species tick on the way out, though, when we found that um, eastern bearded dragon basking on the road. Yeah. So that, that yeah. was pretty pretty cool to see her there. And I think, obviously, you'd seen them before, Kai. And Simon, you'd been able yep. to tick those off as well previously, hey? Yeah, I'd only had one adult and two babies. Um, so to actually see a few on this trip was excellent. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that was a massive tick for me because that's the first bearded dragon I think I'd seen in the eastern states. I think the only other bearded dragon I'd seen was a western beardy in NT. So, um, yeah, that was unreal. Just spending a bit of time with her. She was obviously a gravid female and, 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 uh, she was out late afternoon basking on the road, warming up those eggs growing inside. Yeah. And, and seeing, um, seeing wild beardies just does them justice. Like, um, I, I get so excited seeing them in the wild. Like you, you think because you see them in captivity so much, like, it wouldn't be exciting, but it is. It's super exciting when you see that wild bearded dragon, especially for the first time. Oh, yeah, like, we, 100%. We saw quite a few. Like yeah, I, I would never got sick of seeing them. They were just so good to find. Yeah, we, it was kind of like our staple that we'd found, we found regularly through the trip. Yeah, definitely. I think that was the well, second highest count on reptiles was the bearded dragons. Yeah, I think the geckos were first, but um, yes, yeah. So basically, we pulled up stumps just on just on dusk and quickly set up camp and made up some food. Um, these guys had bangers and noodles and all sorts, and I had a lovely can of warm pumpkin, warm mushroom soup, which wasn't that warm, but <laughs> yeah, anyway, <laughs> banged it down and pretty much hit the road after that, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so um, that night the conditions felt pretty nice as well. Um, we had a little bit of rain and storms in the distance, but it was really humid. Um, and because it's like a mountain range where we were camping, it's a bit cooler on, on the highlands, but it was still saying around 22 degrees. And then the moment we went back down into the flatter country, at one point in red 27, I don't know if I believed it, but... Um, yeah, we had a. It was a really warm night, and it stayed consistent throughout the night. Didn't really drop. And that yeah. rain to start us off, because that was when we were setting up camp and, and eating. It was just that that light rain. 
when we started that drive out, it was just frogs everywhere. Um, yeah. Like, we didn't see any geckos at the, the first couple of passes we did. Uh, it was just frogs. Uh, but that's, I mean, a whole bunch of them were new species for us as well. Um, we were getting, like, the... Uh, one, one of the pobble bonks, the yep. eastern banjo. Um, I think it was northern. Northern banjos, yeah. One, one of yeah. them. One of them, um, yeah. <laughs> the, we got the, like, green tree frogs. Um, oh, gosh, we got a, I can't oh, remember. Ornate, oh, ornate, ornate burrowing frogs. Yeah. Yeah, we got... Um, Are uh, we getting the... Um, not Australis, but we, 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 the other one. Were we getting those there? The um, Ableguda or whatever it's called. Oh, the green striped frogs. I think. Yeah. No. I'm not, I, think I don't think we. Night. That was the second night. Yeah. I know we got palm ah, rocket okay. frogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's just tricky trying to remember all the different frogs. I'm it's, missing um, the nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was the green stripe and the rough frog. And the spotted marsh frogs, they were all the second night. Yeah. Yeah, so okay. The yeah. Was what was really cool, though, is, like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, it was, I'd say it was pretty dried out, but in saying that, it was very green. Yeah. Like, yeah. like grass was super long. Um, you could tell the beauties were in a good paddock. You know, they were all pretty nice thick pretty chunky for the most part yeah. or, you know, had a good enough weight on them. Um, saw plenty of saw plenty of gravid animals. So it was good to see that they're kind of having a bit of a season where they were bumping back. And as we will no doubt touch on, is frogs were just in plague proportions out there. Like it was <laughs> incredible. <laughs> Kai spent most of the nights doing these ones around them, just trying to <laughs> them and not, not, not clip frogs. Yeah. Um, yep. But, yeah, that night was really cool after that light rain because as soon as we hit the road, the road was still scorching hot, so there was just steam pumping up everywhere off the road, which was just awesome for the humidity. So no doubt that's why the, the frogs were just out <laughs> enjoying the yes. heat and the steam. Um, but, yeah, you, you had a particular spot that you wanted to get to, Kai, because you wanted to have yeah. a, bit of a bit of a night walk around. Yeah, there was a spot a friend gave me, um, and that was – Supposed to be really good for those evolved geckos, but unfortunately, could not find any. We put a little bit of time into walking around, um, but we still made the most of it and done some laps of the road after that, um, which is probably good in hindsight that we did walk that then because I feel like because the rain stopped, the it dried up a little bit, and then the reptiles started coming out, um, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was um, after that we started doing, yeah, a few laps as you said, and the um, Strophers Williams. I started turning up left, right, and centre <laughs> on the move. That was yes. one of the um, things you wanted to see. That was unreal to see that I keep here. Yep. But it really yeah, that was, was a like clean pretty much the main thing I wanted we to see. Well, definitely as far as geckos went. Yeah, like, and it's always good to see strops, like. It, I don't get sick of them, ever. They're awesome. Yeah, that was a new species for me, so yeah. I was stoked to find them. Well, what always amazes me is... It's always amazing how you can just... Like, I mean, once you're tuned into it, obviously, but 
you know, Kai would be calling Stroff when he's like 200 metres ahead of it or behind it sort of thing, and he'd be <laughs> zooming up on it. And he'd be like, how did you even say that? Barely looks like a speck on the road, but, yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. you get used to it. You get used to it. <laughs> but uh, that, that was that was great to see them uh, in numbers, and it almost became like a bit of a joke that night because I think we started getting a few, and I was like, oh, come on, Kai, you got to get us to 10 now. Yeah, you said like, like you three, you, four, pro- you promised me. Ten. I think you said you promised me ten, and then I was like, right, I'm going to get you ten. <laughs> <laughs> we got to nine uh, on the first night, so you did a pretty solid effort. Yeah, I, I reckon if we kept cruising, we would have got the tenth. But <laughs> but um, also we got that bandy bandy as well. Oh, that night, awesome. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and it was a little baby as well. That's tiny. Yeah. It was almost like a, I think Simon measured it out at about 220 mil roughly. Oh, yeah. Using That's his, uh, useful. Pretty close to that. Bruce yeah, like 200 mil hand span. Yeah. Oh, perfect 200 mil. It's great. <laughs> um, but the, the thickness of the thing was like, it was pretty crazy. It wasn't much bigger than shoelace. Wow. I mean, that's what Kai thought it was, like yeah, a strap was... or a, a bit of rope or something like that, but yep. always double-check those things. Yeah. Yep. Nice to check. Yeah, it looked like a bit of chunk of paracord or something with the black and white on it. Yep. Yeah. And I think you guys was, are giving that me... Was, oh, that's... You guys are giving me a bit of crap saying, oh, we drove all this way just to see a beanie beanie. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> But it was one of those things that I asked well, that was the only... there because when, when we got that light rain, I was like, oh, this is kind of what you want, that 20-something degree temps, that light rain, like that's not what normally brings them out. So, yes. yeah, the first night that was our one snake and so oh, that's something we get at home. But, I mean, everything cool. has its novel kind of like characteristics to it. So the size of that one, like I think that's what made that bandy really cool. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I guess for me, like I've heard Sydney like a fair bit now, so it's... You find the animals is trying to find those like little differences. So as soon as you start hitting new areas like this, um, like even the thick tail gecko that we got later that night, it's just seeing the difference in in region or even individual characteristics for the animals, yeah. which, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, that bandy bandy like that had very solid blacks to it and very kind of thin white stripes. So yeah. versus the ones that I've generally seen are kind of fifty fifty around Sydney, where you've got like that kind of even black to white ratio, where this one had way more black than white. Yep. And I've noticed that in, in uh, like on another bandy bandy that I found out that way as well. Um, and just a lot more blacks. Yeah. That, um, it wasn't long after that, I believe we did come across that thick tail gecko, if I'm not mistaken, Simon. And that was a very bright individual. Yeah, I think it was later in the night that we got the thick tail on maybe our final pass. Yeah. But the oh, cool okay. thing was, but, like, the, the orange colour in that one. So the ones around home have, like, that really strong purple, mm. and occasionally you get a little bit of orange in the head. Um, but this one had that orange all the way through uh, down the whole body. Like, it still had that, that purple tinge to it, but it's more yeah. down, like, the centre of the head and the centre of the body. Uh, it was Pretty a bit more of that orange. pictures of that one. Yeah, it was probably I'd, – I'd go as far as saying it was one of the nicest thick tails I've ever seen personally. Um, it was a really beautiful lizard. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely reckon it was 
um, probably the best one that I've seen as far as brightness and, and coloration goes. Um, but yeah, we basically just continued doing a, a, a few hot laps that night and yep. eventually we stumbled across a funny looking strof. Oh yeah. I called strof on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we, um, all right, you, you tell the story, Kai. Oh, it's like, I, I thought it was a strof. And then um, I walked up on it, and the outline in my head torch was a little bit bigger than a strop, but it was the bright yellow colours that instantly I knew we were um, we got our velvet gecko, and um, yeah, I was pretty excited. <laughs> Getting a candy store. <clears throat> yeah, P- pretty excited might be a bit of an understatement. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, when, when you're expecting the seventh um, strop for the night. Oh, I'm stoked! Fuck yes! That is sorry for my language. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I had to stitch you off with that little clip there. Cause, uh, yeah. You, really you had that really waiting, didn't you, Luke? Fair enough. Oh, well, Luke's got a whole bunch of stuff recorded. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He, he can stitch me up more than that. <laughs> but um yeah, no, I was that, that, I was super was super fun. stoked. I was super stoked. From yeah. the car, it was just another gecko outline. So like it was fair enough. Just thinking it was another strop, and I mean it still had that kind of lighter grey colour. Um, yeah. But it's yeah, when you got closer, that yellow really popped through it. And you probably weren't expecting it on no. like a road cruising. No. No, not at all. Like, I know I've found a lot of velvet geckos road cruising before. Um, yeah. But it was more, uh, it just, just, we got so many strofts. It was just, I was expecting another strof, but oh. when it wasn't, it was a bit more exciting than if I knew it was a velvet kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, it's completely fair enough. I mean, that was an awesome looking gecko, and that was great to be able to spend some time with that and, just seeing the patterns on it and the colours and that, that kind of like little boomerang symbol behind the neck and then those like dots going all the way down its back. Like, yeah. it's just so ornate. Did we figure out if it was an original tail or a regen? Um, I personally still think it's a regen, but I'm not too sure. Yeah. yeah. It looked good either way. Like, if that was a regen, oh, it's one of the best regen tails I've seen. Yeah, it was still pretty. It was oh, still yeah. a really pretty lizard. Yeah, hundred percent. And and you got some. You both got some pretty good photos of it too, from memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty happy with the photos I got of that. Got of that one. I'm trying to yeah. find the picture Luke sent me so I can have oh. a look. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell um, this region or not. It was. A, it, it's kind of, but there's no pattern to potentially. Like, it's got a little bit of, like, yeah. kind of modelling colours and stuff through it, but it looks very, like, a clean tail. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look like there's kind of any obvious obvious breaks or abnormalities or anything like that to it. Yeah. I'm just not yeah. sure if the dots were meant to continue all the way down through. Yeah. They kind of stopped that, before mm. the tail. Yeah. yeah, they kind of stopped right at the start of the tail, just above the awake there, and then yes. it's just kind of tailed the whole way down. Beautiful, good gecko, gecko, gecko. Yeah. Yeah, it was 
That was a cracking lizard. That was another fun thing with the geckos. So Luke and I went on a walk in Sydney oh, probably a couple of weeks before, and he's yeah. teaching me how to tell if they were male or female. So every gecko we found, like all, I think, 17 scroffs, <laughs> I would always go up and, and try to see if I could get it right. I think I got there pretty well in the end, but it's funny, like, you guys were picking yeah, You, you picked it up super, super early. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, so it was, um, these guys well, yeah, I mean, just me we were, yelling out male or female. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, when, when, when we went on that walk, Simon, Simon's got some, um, uh, regular thick tail geckos that he sees. So it was kind of like, I was just kind of pointing out, you know, which ones were male, which ones were female and stuff like that. So he could kind of identify them easier again next time. Not that he wasn't, mm. but you know. Just another feature to kind of pick up as you go. Um, Helps identify them. You know, we were kind of checking like, the geckos out. Yeah. The, the ones near home, like, I kind of know what corners they're going to be on, and they've kind of got, like, a three- to five-meter range, so they really don't go too far. So if I can it's start cool. picking the, the gender, that'll help figure out which ones are there and which ones are back. Yeah. And soon you'll be able to tell whether they're gravid or not, too, when they're females. Yeah. And, yeah. Then I'll keep it closer like on those areas. Yeah, because you might you might have little babies running around under your feet too. Yeah, would be pretty cool. But that was almost it for night one. What really wasn't it? Once we kind of got the elegans, we it was pretty late in the night that we. we yeah, we didn't one. get. We got back to camp at like one one thirty in the morning, I think. Um, yeah. So it was a pretty late one, and it really bucketed down when we got back to camp. So it was good timing. Yeah, it was great timing. Put my um, put my tart to the test. That's for sure. <laughs> that was a, a loud night trying to get to sleep in that. But anyway, um, can interest yeah, night, wasn't it that night or this morning? Night? I had both both nights were interesting for me in the in the hammock setup. Um, that night because of the weather. The next night was because of another reason that we'll get to. Yeah, <laughs> later. that's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, basically we we slept for a few hours. Oh, well, I slept for a few hours. I woke up at six. I think these guys had another couple of hours on me. I'd already been up and had a couple of coffees and and brekkie. Um And then yeah, we pretty much well, we kind of sussed out the river quickly that we were kind of camping next to and had a bit of a poke around and pretty much hightailed it out of there because we wanted to get up through the Pilliger and have a bit of a mm-hmm. poke around through there. Um, yeah. That was the first time you'd seen red sand as well. Hey, Simon. First in a long time. So I did Alice Springs when I was 13. So it was a good while ago. Um, but yeah, like even just, I mean, I wouldn't have been driving then. I well, definitely wasn't driving at the age of 13, but like it just wasn't something that I was really <laughs> conscious of. Um, so to be kind of like front seat, actually really enjoying the view the whole way. Um, even just like that first turn where we went off the, the bitumen onto that first kind of dirt track, just seeing how quickly it, it just felt very different. Uh, so that was just really enjoyable yeah. to just stare out the window the whole time. And even if there weren't animals, I would have been pretty satisfied, but the animals we found out there made it even better. Yeah. So we, we probably pulled into there, what, maybe nine, nine thirty, something like that. It was still yep. reasonably early of the morning. Um, 
and basically just started working through the the grid that is the Pillager and having a bit of a cruise around. Quite quite did have a destination on the GPS, but we were kind of essentially just taking our time working through there and and seeing what we could find. Yep. Yeah, I forget what we found first. I don't know if it was a bearded... I think it was a bearded dragon. I think so. Um, I think it was the one that I only yeah. kicked in the head. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that was that was the right. one that, yeah, spotted it off the road, like run off the road. And um, you guys went deeper into the bush. And I was just kind of like, oh, it didn't really look like it was running that fast. Like maybe it just stopped in the grass. So I'm just sweeping my foot low above the grass and my third or fourth pass of that to see a head sticking up. I'm like, oh, yeah, I almost kicked it and... Just pulled it out and I was just pretty happy to sit in my hand for a while. Yeah. yeah that's right. Lucky I forgot day. about that. <laughs> I forgot about that. That, um, yeah, very lucky bearded dragon might have had a roundhouse kick to the face from Simon Shoe. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was such a lizard as well. It was very, it's one thing about the bearded dragons is they were super calm. Hey, like they didn't. Mm. They didn't really care about any interaction, most of them. Um, yeah, they were very yeah, enjoyable usually, to see. Usually usually yeah. they just like, you walk up on them and they just drop their head down to the low to the ground and like, they don't even run. You just have to, you have to physically pick them up to put them off the road. Like, yeah, if you don't do that, then they, they will get squished. Yeah. What I loved with holding it is, like, I could move my hand around in different positions. So I was trying to get a better view of it, but it just kept its head in that same uh, same spot. So if I moved my hand, it just counted its head in the same way and kept that fairly stable. Um, so I found that really fascinating when handling them. Almost like a chicken. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very much like yeah. a chicken. They weren't the only dragons that we got early morning, though, were they? No, no. So we spotted a, um, I think first was a gravid female, um, knobby dragon. Uh, she was basking on a little rock on the side of the road. You just, um, I'm always scanning, especially on dirt roads like that, like those high vantage points, especially in the mornings, like it's just perfect for dragons. If you see a little head poking up, like it's unmissable. Um, so, yeah, she was pretty cool to see, and it was another new species tick for both Simon and Luke. Yeah, they're pretty out there too. Good-looking lizards. And um, it's kind of funny what, looking at them and seeing how small they actually are. Because I know guys like um, Mitch Hodgson and stuff have worked with a lot of smaller gamuts and I know he's breeding a lot of nobbies for a while there, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, you could see all the eggs and stuff just absolutely pumped inside of her as well. I reckon she would have had a good eight to ten eggs inside of that little tiny lizard. It almost yeah. looks like they've swallowed a bag of marbles, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because I think it was the first two that we saw were both like gravid. And yeah. the, the lumps that you could see in them were, were pretty impressive. Like it's a, like very full. It'd be awesome to see like just after she lays just to see that size difference of, of what she's holding. Yeah. And a, and a dragon that size, yeah. like the weight they'd lose as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Most reptiles, it's just amazing the amount of of weight loss they have through through becoming gravid and, and depositing eggs. Like, Yeah. 
Yeah, like that dragon would have gotten off those eggs and just been skin and bones, you know. Yep. Rearing for a feed. And especially small uh, yeah. agamids, like they have really short lifespans, so they, mm. they do have to just exert all their energy into breeding. Yeah, double clutching as well, like mm. the, the seasons. Yeah. And I suppose it's probably a good season for um to be laying clutches, though, out that way with all the rain they've had and all the bugs that'll be out and about and everything else, so... Plenty, oh, yeah, bugs, plenty of bugs, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lots of mosquitoes as well. It was, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got absolutely pil- pilfered for our blood that weekend, I reckon. <laughs> yep. I, I think the worst yeah. of it was when we finally had that, oh, jumping ahead a bit, but we had that crucifix frog. You two jumped back in the car, but it was <laughs> the only one I saw I was going to yeah. get a photo of it, so I stuck it out for another five, ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I remember holding my like. I remember holding my torch for you to try to get frogs or whatever, and I was just watching like ten of them swarming over my hand. I was just like, "Nah, I'm done." <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, that was late that night too. But yeah, we basically um, cruising around. I think we found a few a few beauties and a few um, a couple of knobby dragons that morning, yep. and then it kind of went quite quiet for a little bit. Yeah, for a like, little oh, bit. Come on, where's the yeah, I where's said it. it. I was like, as well. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's the Varanids? That's right. Um, and then literally like a minute down the road and turned the corner and there was a um, nice sized sand monitor just sitting on the edge of the road. Um, which, so we pretty much put it out there and the herp gods gave them to us. Yeah. <laughs> it was cool though, the way that you could just pull up the, the car kind of next to it. And we could just kind of do down the windows and take a couple of photos or whatever from the window and, and just admire it. And it kind of like cruised off into like some shade just off the side of the embankment there. And it was awesome because that Sandy tripoded as well. Yeah. And, and Simon got a good photo of that one tripoding underneath the shade, which was wicked. Um, the, the amount of body it's able to get then, yeah. up in the air, like it's, it really helps its visibility when like the proportions of the size of it compared to that elevation of its head that it got, like, makes a big difference for it. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, that thing would yeah. have been standing near, what, 40, 45 centimetres tall at least in the in the air yeah. when it was yep. upright. Um, yeah, kind of kind of with the sand monitor thing, I'd put it out to Kai. I was like, oh, I really want to get hands-on with one of these guys and actually, or, you know, at least see one really up close because when we were in the NT, we had... Buckley's chance of catching the ones that we were chasing, <laughs> the spin effects. Um, so, yeah, we kind of started off seeing if we could sneak up on it a little bit and, mm. yeah, kind of shot up a tree right next to Kai and, yeah, take it away, Kai. You, you yeah, well, to try it, some new moves. Yeah, it tried to um, – it just shot a tree, but this tree was dead. Um, it must have been burnt or something prior, and it – got to the top and I couldn't climb anymore and I was just looking at it. Typical sand monitors, though, they sidestep you. Like, they are so quick. If like, You see them in captivity, but when you see one just flat stick in the open, they are the quickest lizards. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, but they're not too good at climbing trees. They're pretty slow at climbing trees. But, um, yeah, I, I saw it up there and about head high for me, there was this branch coming out, and I just thought I 
tried to pull myself up and I don't know, I just kept going with it and climbed halfway up this tree. I don't even know how I got up there really. <laughs> and um you it just, was like a know. solid five meters high. <laughs> I mean, I just, the motivation of a lizard up there is exactly what got you up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was still, I was like, still about two arm lengths away from it, and there was no chance of me getting it. So I, um, I called Simon to go get a, um, get a hook out of my car, and just so I can even just try to pull its tail towards me a little bit or something. And yeah, I tapped it on the tail, and it decided to jump. And uh, Luke just put his arms out and cradled it like a baby when it landed. <laughs> oh, Perfect. I don't know if it just thought I was a weird-looking tree or something like that, but, yeah, it just sprung board straight into my hands pretty much and I caught it on the full. So that was um, <laughs> a pretty exciting moment. I think, I yeah. think Simon missed it too because he's – I think you checked your footing or something like that and then when you looked up and <laughs> – so I was the, holding it in my hands. The two steps to get backwards after tossing Kai the hook, like that's how quick it was. He grabbed it, shuffled it up his hand and tapped it. So I took two steps back so I could get a, a better look at it so I wasn't directly underneath. And next thing I know, Luke's next to me with it in his hands. And I'm like, it's not where it was before. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great catch. And we were just wondering, like, Luke must, well, Luke was the next tallest thing. So to jump out of the tree from, if Kai was five metres up, it was, even higher than that. So, yeah, Luke was the, yeah. the next thing to break the Maybe fall. Maybe I was just the next landing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I did break its fall. It definitely would have hurt less landing in my hands than probably on me or on the grass yeah. or, or something like that. So, yeah. Didn't hurt. No, that, didn't was hurt. Cool. that was cool to be. It didn't hurt you less, though. <laughs> no, no, I'm still healing up. <laughs> my hands today going, what are these scratches from? Oh, that's right, the sand monitor two weekends ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that was that was amazing to be able to do that, and it was reasonably calm too. Um, yeah. All bit bit scratchy, but you know, it kind of just sat there essentially and hissed a little bit. But I suppose it didn't really see us as too major of a threat. Um, and then, yeah, Simon got some cracking photos of that on the sand too when we put it down. Yeah. I think, like, the cool thing for me seeing was just the, the length of the tongue as well. Like, on the full extent of the, the flick out, it's just... Yeah. You question how it fits its its tongue into its head. You're right down the back of its throat. But it was just fantastic to watch. And, yeah, like I was saying, it just sat pretty nicely for us in the end. It was good. I reckon the best part about that well you know obviously the story coming out of that but the coolest thing is when you put it down the ground and you're kind of like all right come on it's time for you to go and it just raced off into the scrub and i was just like you could have blinked and that thing would have been gone like it was so yep. quick yeah, yeah it's, it, it's it's, impre- it's impressive it is and in especially like that's like in scrub as well like when you see something even more west than that like where there's not as many trees they just they they bolt Mm. Yeah, that was the one thing that we saw in the Barkley when we were up there is that just motor straight through the red sand and through the spin effects and you just no go, yes, we're getting them. See, mm. looking at yeah. the horizon and yeah. things in the horizon. You can you, you can really yeah. see how they can catch those small dragons that are also very, very quick lizards. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think seeing the speed of it as well just yeah, made us appreciate even more the, the fact that we got hands on that first one. Because, like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, we didn't know if we were going to see others and if we get hands on them or not or, and how close we get to look at them. So to get that from the first one was pretty cool. Yeah. We had a pretty steady run of them after that, including um, we ended up finding a few lace monitors kind of scattered in between as well. That was cool because we, we were kind of hoping to see a Bell's face lacy up there, but yeah, and they're very, three, very, they're very beautiful out there. The Bell's face. Mm. One day, another reason to go back. Oh yeah, there's heaps of reasons to Don't go know. back. <laughs> For sure, plenty. Um, but yeah, we, we were kind of cruising around through the the Pilliga for majority of the day and and i think we topped out at six sand monitors three lace monitors four knobby dragons um all in that that kind of day as well as a few beardies scattered in between yeah um but yeah it was pretty pretty cool to be able to do a bit of cruising through there um there were a few puddles and stuff through there which we kind of skirting around the sides of and stuff but yeah apart from that um yeah, we what did we get? We got three female knobby dragons, and and one little male. That was really cool one to male. see the difference between the females and the males there. Yep. And see so the um, and how the males have those. They have those two lines, but they're like bright yellow, pretty much. Yeah, and it's almost like a a, a bit of a bluey bluer color to their bodies as well like yeah i wouldn't call it blue blue but like a bit more of like a darker grayish blue versus that kind of light gray that the females had yeah that was cool um yeah we but yeah uh, we kind of just yeah cruised around through there yeah we checked out that lookout um the lookout tower and it really gives you a it's i think it's 50 meters high or something like that and it just really gives you a um, perspective about how flat the Pilliga is and where it situates between the two mountain ranges. It's pretty flat yeah. out there. Yep. And also the base of the tower as well. We had a, a nice bearded dragon just sitting up the top waiting for us. Yeah, that's, that's right. It was on the step. Cool. And that one, like, really good. He was cool too. He, that was a he, cool display. Yeah. And it was... Um, Climbing around kind of like horizontally on those vertical surfaces as well and like running on them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It goes to show how well climbers like unreal. they're such good climbers. Oh, yeah. It was only one I of the few that it. did actually run from us. Most pretty much yeah. just sat there. <laughs> yeah, it was good to see him throw the beard though. A lot of difference of ducking and ducking and camouflaging or trying to camouflage. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't too long after that we did come across another Sandy and managed to have a bit of a fun ex- fun experience with that Sandy <laughs> yeah. as well. <clears throat> yeah, that was hilarious. Um, and I I told you to film that one too, and I'm glad you did. I am too, because I had a chance to film the first catch and and. I thought, well, no, nah, we're never getting this. So I put the camera down on the tripod and just turned it off. <laughs> and if I'd left it on where it was, I reckon I would have got that on film. But um, 
yeah, basically we hopped out of the car. We we were chasing around this sandy for a quick quick minute in the middle of the dirt road, um, and it kind of scooted past me and and got through a bit of bushes and and dove into a big puddle, uh, which was a pretty decent puddle. It would have been like twenty meters long, I reckon, and kind of yeah, you know, at, at its deepest, maybe maybe two foot deep at yep. best. Um, but yeah, just dove under and held its held its breath. Hey, and we were walking up and down that puddle, like trying to poke it with sticks and seeing if we could kind of stir up the goanna. <laughs> yeah, and you got um, us. And I know, yeah. I think Simon was saying like, "Oh, are you sure it didn't run it? Like, go out the other side and run into the bush?" And I was like, "No, no, it's in this puddle. I know it's in this puddle." Yeah, I was I was walking the outside of the puddle, just waiting for a head to pop up and ready for it to do a runner while you guys were in there, and it just, it never did. Yeah. But the thing that amazed me is, like, that was, like, I reckon that was close to 10 minutes of that thing being yeah. underwater. Like, yes. it was seriously under there for a good good length of time. Um, And then, yeah, Kai put it to me that maybe we should take off our boots and <laughs> go for a wade. <laughs> and um, it's like, okay, well... We're going to do it. We're going to do it. And we kind of emptied our pockets because we knew we were probably going to get ass over tit in the mud. Yeah. And yeah. I think you, you, you were still poking around with a stick or something. Yeah. I was right? poking around with a more. stick and I, and, and I was like, saw what you were doing. I'm like, yeah, that's probably a better idea. I'm not going to find anything doing that. So I threw the stick and the moment I put my hands in the water, you were just like, got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was pretty early on too. Like it was long. probably the first couple of meters. Yeah, yeah, it didn't take long. I, I, I just remember like I felt its tail. I was like, it's either the sand monitor or I've got a snake. <laughs> I wasn't hundred percent sure what I was going to pull up, and then I kind of took that next grab and got it right around the belly, and I was like, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> not something more, not more sinister. But yeah, yeah that, that was cool. Have ended well. Um, no, no. Um, and that one, because uh, he kind of chilled himself down, Simon got to have a bit of a play around with that one as well, hey? Yeah, that one didn't scratch me up in five seconds, so that one was nice. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first one left me a little bloody, and I was only holding it for, like, oh, only a couple of seconds, but this one was much more chilled out. Um, Goanna tattoos. Yeah. And, Luke, you pointed out that, like, it might have taken a little bit of water, which is why it had its head up on quite an angle. So it was, yeah, it really yeah. leaned back. It looks like quite a funny pose, but it's oh. I was just happy to sit there and, yeah, had no issue after yeah. this little swim and it chilled out because that had cooled it down a bit as well. So it wasn't as red hot as the others. Yeah. Was that right in the middle of the day as well or was that kind of afternoon? Yeah, we, we pulled out lunch at that time as well. Um, yeah. yeah, we did, but... Yeah, would have been, yeah, pretty much midday. Yes, it'd be nice. He would have been nice yeah. and hot to start with, for sure. Mm. Oh, it was quick. Yeah. Like, yeah. And Kai and I both stacked it trying to catch it when it was on the dirt. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, we, we, we kind of put it down, down for a few photos, and it wasn't wasn't too long after that that it decided it had had enough. So it um, piss-bolted, but it went to a tree that was kind of right next to this pond and climbed it right to the top. And yeah. it was sitting in these thin, thin branches, and it was just kind of swaying in the wind while it was, like, 
that was at least 10, 15 metres in the air. Oh, that tree. Yeah. That was a big yeah. tree. That was a, yeah, a very big tree. But it would have had just as much security two metres down on a nice solid branch, not up the spindly stuff with the leaves where it happened to hang out. So. Uh, yeah. Don't know his rationale. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I suppose, I suppose in his world, he's just like, I'm away from that. Those guys down there that wanted to cuddle me. Um, or, or, um, or, um, yeah, we, he knew, he knew he was safe if he fell because Luke was there to catch him. <laughs> <laughs> Luke had him covered. <laughs> he could have just landed in his pool. He was right there. Yeah. That would have been that a soft too. landing, probably. Belly <laughs> flop contest. Um, but yeah, no, we had had a quick bite to eat and a bit of a break after that, and shared some laughs about it, and watched the underbelly of the goanna swaying in the tree, and pretty much took off after that. And it wasn't too long after that that we actually got out of the Pilica, hey? Yeah, so I think we drove down that road for a little bit and realised we couldn't get through. Um, there was like the road was very degraded, so we um. Did a U-turn, went back, and just went back down like the main dirt road, back to the um, the highway. And um, I was driving towards Narrabri, and I knew that there was a left-hand turn that took us to the camp spot that we were going to stay at. Um, so we took that dirt road as as you do to on the off chance you're going to see some reptiles. Um, and I was glad we did because. Um, we found the biggest snake of the trip down that road. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, was the blue tongue just before or just after? I think the blue tongue was just before as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just before. Yep. That was a nice yeah, little bluey. That, um, that, that was flashing his tongue quite a bit, actually, that one. Yeah. Yeah, he was pretty angry. But, um, no, it was a, um, you can just see the silhouette of a snake um, glistening in the sun, and that sight never gets old to me, ever. And, um, yeah, it was a pretty solid eastern brown snake. Very solid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very solid, yeah. Yeah. That thing That'd be the thickest one I've seen. How long was it, roughly? I'd say five foot. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. the length of the snake that. The it was the thick. It was the thickness. It was a yeah. very fat snake, and I mean, I remember. Last, I think it was last year. I was in Narrabri, and there was the um, like the mouse plagues going on out there. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it was too bad to the point where, my partner and I were sleeping in the swag, and they were um climbing up the mesh of the swag. And um, overnight, she'd just, like, smack the side of the swag and the mouse would go flying and you hear it land in the bush somewhere and run off. Um, so the snakes out there, especially the eastern brown snakes being um, mostly rodent and mammal eaters, they were, yeah, it was a very fat snake. Yeah. Would have been good for numbers, that's for sure. It definitely been in a good paddock. Mm. Yes. And especially after seeing... Like a yep. dead one, and um, yeah, it was good to finally get a live one. It wasn't just live either; it was lively. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a um, 
It was definitely uh, showing you the brown snake attitude, that's for sure. Yeah. That was probably the one moment in the trip where I was kind of like, I'll say a little bit on edge because it was just kind of like, all right, okay, you got to kind of switch your senses on a little bit more when you're yeah. Yeah. close to and one of those it. things. Um, okay, and it might not seem like it, like I'm enjoying it or whatever, but it's just the learning curve of how, like, learning how a snake like that would act, how, yeah. like, what it would do in different situations, and you know, I take a lot from that, and um, yeah, it's it's amazing to see just a snake that lively and healthy out there because. Previous to the rains, I know I've talked to friends and they said these snakes were anorexic. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's just been going gangbusters out there for the reptiles and stuff. They've just been, doesn't matter what reptile or amphibian you were or, or what animal really, most of them mm. seem to be just absolutely thriving. Yeah. That's good um, to see though, I guess. Yeah. No. Well, it's great to see. Like when this yeah, was our first trip out there, like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that brown be able snake to kind of have some comparisons in the future. Yeah, for sure. But that that brown snake, it, the color of it was beautiful too. It was like a goldy brown color. Um, definitely way different to the ones I've seen in Sydney, where they've got those silver bands and they're a little bit more grey. Mm. Um, yeah, usually out there, I just see them shoot across the road at a million miles an hour and you never get a close look at it but that one yeah we we got to actually have a close look and yeah it was awesome snake mm. yeah it had some like really good coppery kind of undertones and stuff to it it was gorgeous looking animal and yeah there's yeah. definitely some some nice photos came out from that one too but decided to kind of just sit still and defend itself Yep. Um, it was mouth open every chance away, it had, but... like it was really putting on a display for us. Yeah. It was switched on, and I mean, by that time of day too, that would probably have been 2 o'clock or so yeah. in the afternoon by that it stage. Was, so it was hottest part of the day. Hot. Yep. Yeah. I think we were getting up to like 30, 31 even. That yeah, day, I think it was, it would have been high, I think it was high 20s at least. Yeah. I think it quickly peaked into the 30s, is which good? is good. Yep. Yeah. But that um, was a um, good snake. Yes. But um, we after that, we pretty much got to our campground and, um, yeah, we pretty much relaxed for the whole afternoon. We just sitting there um, watching the birds and uh, Simon and I just had our long lens next to us. Twitching. <laughs> Twitching. <laughs> but, um. Oh, Rainbow beaters yeah. were around, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Kingfishers and. But, like, just sitting on the lake was awesome. Camp chairs mm. out, just seeing what went by, it was good fun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Reptiles with wings, hey? <laughs> yes. That's and what you guys stroph- were looking at. And those stroph trees. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, plenty of stroph trees. Once we uh, once we got dialed in on those things, I couldn't stop looking at them. <laughs> photographing once I told you about them, photographing the environment. And stuff. Yeah, once I told you about yeah. them, I was like, these these trees here are the ones that they live in. I'm like, yet I haven't seen one 
in a tree like that, but they're always found around those types of trees. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was good just to stop, and, and even if we found one on the road, we'd always try to, like, see where's the tree. There's got to be one nearby. And, um, yeah, it's awesome when you start learning about their habits and where they live. Yeah. Especially when it's a species you do keep or, you yeah, know, exactly. you, you plan to keep or something like that. Like when you can do yeah. <clears throat> limited field research like that, like obviously you're not going to be bringing back stacks of data or anything, but just to kind of get a little bit of a gauge and what they like in the wild is, mm. I reckon it's just beneficial all around. Um, but yeah, we pretty much just chilled out that afternoon. That was quite nice just to kind of have a break from being in the car because we've been doing some pretty solid hours. Yeah, oh, and we see we saw a um, male burns dragon. That's right. Um, at the campsite. That's right at the campsite. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was bobbing his head, and that was another species too. Yeah, he was bobbing his head, like just like all the other tartar lizards. <laughs> yeah, the animals you can find right outside a toilet block when you're at a campsite like that is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting story. And Simon came up with a new herping strategy at the. Um... <laughs> yeah, there were the signs yeah, on all the toilets telling to, to shut. Bit later in the night. Oh, uh, with the um, even just that toilet block, they had all the signs saying that you had to shut the lid so the frogs don't come and the frogs attract snakes. So, I mean, there's temptation for all of us to go open the toilet and, <laughs> and leave them open. See who could come in that night. <laughs> Yeah, that's something you don't think of. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it always seems to be a thing everywhere you go. Like the toilet blocks always seem to be like an attraction for whether it's geckos hanging near the lights to catch bugs or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Like even even if you're out like in the in the um, arid zone where it's really really hot, like the toilet yeah. box blocks are going to be the coolest place. Yeah, that's um, right. So obviously you're going to get some snakes hiding in there, and um, they're always good places to look. I don't know, like. Other people will think you're idiots trying to, like, spotlight around a toilet block, but... They think you're a creep or something. What's this guy doing? Yeah, like, yeah. Know, the, the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> but you always see... Camera, um... camera in. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, Flashes yeah, that's true. And... <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. good. Um, It was good, yeah. It was good just to relax and, um, yeah, just soak in the environment, like... Yeah. Yeah, herping herping's about seeing the reptiles, but you wouldn't have the reptiles if you didn't have the birds and the plants That's and the right. trees and you know. It was it was just so good to especially with all the rain, like the bird life in the central west is amazing. Yeah. You know, you've got all these species of honey eaters, the apostle birds, they're yeah. awesome and then the um chance of getting glossy black cockatoos and stuff out there which I've seen. Um, even the emus, yeah, like that was a big tick for me. Like I'm pretty sure I'd seen them as a kid, but yeah, no, nothing yeah. in like memorable times. So there was yeah, quite a few chances. I mean, on the first day driving in, we saw six or seven of them. Yeah. Um, but then scattered throughout that second day, we'd just be driving and you'd see one pop up, and whether that was crossing the road in front of you or just running through the bush alongside. Yeah, I yeah, just I would have them appear. Ever seen one in the wild? I mean, like obviously seen them in captivity and stuff, but yeah, I've never seen an emu in the wild. They're pretty cool. They're yeah. super funny. Like, they're very one-directional. Like, if they've got a set path, they're going to try to run away from your car. They'll just keep going that one way. That one way, yeah. Yeah. And, um, 
Yeah, they're always good to see and spot. They are dead set dinosaurs. Yeah. Probably the closest you'll get. Yeah. No, it'd be awesome to see one in a while, that's for sure. But, I think um, we probably yeah. saw 20, 25 across. Yeah, right. Like, they, yeah. they really did just keep popping up. Yeah. And we struck pretty well with seven right at the end, like a, yeah. one with some, some younger ones. But, yeah, they were, yeah, just, like, something different to, to spot alongside. It's not just the, the reptiles crossing the roads. No, yeah. Cool. Did you do much more herbing that night, or was that kind of like you just relaxed for most of that night? Yeah, so we... um. We waited till dark, um, yeah. had our dinner, and then tried to herp that night. I mean, the temperatures weren't as good as the night before. Yeah. But still, you go out and give it a go, and straight away we're getting stroughs again. Yeah. Um, well, even before just, the stroughs, the, the frogs, there's that yeah, place oh, where, like just just after dusk, um, that like similar to the night before the frogs are out, and that's when we got the the green striped frogs, the rough frog. Yeah. Um, you saw a water holding frog. Yeah, so we got to see eastern water holding frogs. Um, which if people don't know what they are, they're those frogs that make a cocoon out of their own skin. Yes, yep. Yeah, so, um, it was, it's, they're pretty cool just to, they're a pretty plain looking frog, but, um, just their physiology and their behavior is just what makes them special. Yeah, they, the, um, they actually live underground, well. don't they? Yeah, they so they live, yeah. most, most of the frogs out there do. Um, yep. A lot of the cyclorana species, like the green striped frogs, um, they, and, and the eastern water holding frogs, they all yep. are burrowing species, but the last couple of years, I don't think they've had to burrow, hide underground for long. Especially this year, they've had, they've probably just been floating in the water. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there, there were so many puddles. And, like, on the, the drive out there around where we found the brown snake and the blue tongue, yeah. like Kai was marking. It's like, okay, we might need to come back to this puddle and this puddle and this puddle. We didn't even get, couple, like, close to coming back to there. Yeah. Because there was just that many good puddles around. And, yeah. like, the frogs were everywhere. Like, when we say plague proportions, the, the spotted marsh frogs in particular, um, they, they were absolutely everywhere. And, yeah. like, the ones that I'd seen around the highlands um, – Pretty similar size to like the striped marsh frogs that we were getting like around home. Yeah. Um, but the ones out there, the, the spotted ones, they were probably pretty similar to like, oh, yeah, your crinia, like your really, like, yeah, your little frogs. They were tiny. Yeah, but right. We weren't even fully sure if they were spotted marsh frogs or not. Yeah. Um, until after, because we just thought yep. the, the size of them was completely different and we, we never saw anything bigger. It was yep. always just the little ones. Yeah, and what I think what threw us more was the um color variation. And yeah, yeah. I don't okay. know if yeah, I don't know if it was just the amount of frogs are even if they were just like the amount of breeding they've been doing or yeah. what, but yeah, we like Simon's got photos of red ones, brown ones. Um yeah, it was pretty pretty interesting and that was throwing me through a loop like I admit I'm not the best frog idea in the world. Um, yep, same here. <laughs> so I was um I was second guessing myself the whole trip about yep. what things were. It's kind of funny when you think you've found like three different species of frog that are similar and you're just trying to find those little differences and someone comes yeah. back, it's like, Oh yeah, they're all the same. Oh, and sometimes cool. it's you can't tell. It's, it all comes down to like the croak. Yeah. That yep. makes them different, you know, so Yeah. But 
it's always handy having people that you know that are pretty good at ID and stuff like that. You can just flick them a picture and they can just get back yeah. to you pretty much straight away, you know, whereas you go back 15 years ago, you kind of have to take a picture and wait, get back, yep. show the person, oh, yeah, it's this, but now you can actually know that and they're on the spot, which is pretty handy. But Yeah, it is. It is super handy. And even for um, people who are just getting into it or wanting to yeah. learn how to ID <laughs> things, just join those identification groups and yep. you don't have to know what they are, but learn off the people that do. Yeah, that's um, right. And even if you yeah. look at the picture, you don't have to answer on the page, but have a crack at guessing it before you read the comments yeah. to see if you can identify it, then read the comments and see if you got it right, which is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's probably my favorite part about those ID groups. And, um, it is, they, they do teach people how to identify snakes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's actually how oh, I not got just into snakes, it. but reptiles. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got into all of this in the start. Like, yeah, I, I got a new camera and I was like, oh, let's see if we can find anything. And I was just about to turn around and found a, a golden crown snake deep in shed. Had no idea what that was. Yeah. Um, so joined the ID group. And after four months of seeing like snake photos, like this is pretty cool. Like let's go looking for a diamond python. So yeah, like that's honestly how I got into all of this. So and yeah, then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a completely different way than like most people get into it, you know, which is awesome. Yeah. And then when you get to know a few people with, um, yeah, a bit more of an ID. I have an idea. Like yeah. those ID groups are pretty quick, but Kai is one of my mates that I'll message pretty much straight away. Straight being away, a yeah. quick response. Kai yeah. and Michael will get back to me fairly quick. Yeah. That's always that's pretty always handy funny. when I'm out, like, yeah. out there. But it's good because once we ID it for you, then the next time you see that animal, you're like, oh, it's actually that. I know that yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And sometimes it comes down to like the smaller scalation, scalation differences, you know, like that you, oh. you can't see it from just like a, not, not a very good photo, but you got to get like real close to actually be able to tell the difference. So. Yeah, exactly. You need a microscope. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, just said he's trying to get back in. So. Yeah, no, that's all good. But yeah, so that's, that's pretty handy though, that the frogs are just kind of everywhere and you probably got a yeah. crucifix frogs. Yeah, so we're that, cruising, so. <clears throat> we're cruising for a bit. Um, and then I, I, I feel like we would have got more snakes yeah. if it was a hotter day. Yeah, I always yeah. find like things like spotted black snakes, they really need that really, really hot day to come out at night. Yeah. Um, which unfortunately we didn't get to see, which, you know, that's conditions and that's herping and that's right. Um, but we did get a pretty nice sized Davis banded snake, uh, which was very fat. They're major frog eaters. I've found those snakes sitting around muddy puddles. I've seen one just even waiting. sitting sitting just underwater um, in ambush. Yeah. Um, so they are they are pretty awesome though. Yeah, and when we were done photographing it, like that was a lifetimer for Luke and I. Yeah, um, but it went off into the puddle, so to actually see it cruise through the water was that's pretty, cool. pretty impressive. How comfortable it was in there, and yeah. how agile it was gliding through, uh, and all the frogs quickly bouncing off to the side. <laughs> they didn't want any of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was um, he was a decent size for a divis as well. Yeah, um, very good size, and they're not big snakes by any means. Hmm. Yeah, I said that one was pretty good to photograph as well. In comparison to some of the others you've had, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, big time. I've sometimes I just don't sit still, which is the case for most of those short stubby snakes. I know yeah. things like curl snakes and um, 
are notorious for not sitting still as well. Yeah. But um, no, that one was a pleasure to photograph pretty much. It's probably nice, nice full belly. Yeah. Yeah, probably just yeah. Just like I'm, I'm in a food coma. I don't want to move. Yeah. But um, so was you kind of cruising around near the campsite then, or had you gone back road cruising to find them? Or there's um, <laughs> so yeah, we're just around the campsite. Um, yeah, just along tar roads. Uh, you can cruise on the dirt roads, but I just find it a little bit harder to spot things. Yes, because you, you get those little imperfections in the road, and like all the shadows and stuff that they cast. Yeah. And just makes it like you, you you still can spot things, but it just makes it a lot harder. Yeah, you're kind of looking for um, more big things than little ones. Yeah. So I think not long after that, the Viz banded snake, we um, come across our first red nape snake. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're very, very common out there. I know they're few and far between in Sydney, but um, yeah, it was pretty cool. And I think it was Luke's first ever red nape snake, if I recall. Yeah. yeah. He'd had an so he was, orange nape before, but it was his first red nape. Yeah. That's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, he was pretty excited about that. and So was I. I'd yeah, only seen one in Sydney before, so to, like, find that again was pretty cool. Yeah. they're such beautiful little snakes. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, these ones were so much thinner um, compared to the one that I saw in Sydney. Um, so that was really interesting to, to see because I'd say the length was pretty similar. Yeah. But it was easily, like, half the, the girth. And then pretty much after we saw that one, it was only a couple hundred metres up the road that we would have got the second one. Got the second uh, one, yeah. Which was really, like, quite a colour difference. Like, it was quite a, a difference in colour. There's yeah. a lot uh, more orange throughout the entire body, which was pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. But, um, yeah, see, I've never seen a red nape snake, so that would have been pretty cool. But, um, yeah. Yeah, they, they've... Um... They remind me of, like, they're just a long snake for how skinny they are. Mm. Um, they're, yeah, their proportions are pretty, they're pretty funny. And, um, and they, they, like, like most Furina species, and they just love lifting their head up in the air. Yeah. Kind of, it's a weird comparison, but kind of like how a jag carpet does that weird upside down head scope thing. They just kind yeah. of do similar, they do similar things to that. Um, yeah, yeah, but the second one very, especially, like, it really lifted its head a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah, they're very, very pretty little snakes. Yeah, and then um, you boys just keep road cruising from there on. you find much more after that, or? Yeah, so, so we got... It for snakes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's when we started to get a few more of the, the different species of frogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was... And it was, um, probably, a lot it was of... getting later at that point, um, so like we weren't expecting to see too many more snakes as it cooled down. Um, yeah. Oh, it was the geckos. So yeah, we got the uh, Detella. Yep. Um, and then we got the tessellated gecko, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Um, and you mentioned like the similarities, Kaya, to the eastern stone geckos, and you could kind of see that in the yep. shape and even the color. Um, yeah. It was just a slightly different kind of box pattern that went down the back of it, which I thought was pretty neat. Um, yeah, and then the um, – and we got spiny tails all through the night. Like, they're always a um, – they're always one to stop for just to break up the drive a little bit. Yeah. And um, and every time 
even Simon and Luke were looking at it. I was always shining in the trees trying to trying to, trying to spot one, like not on the road for once. Yeah. So I've only ever seen them on the road. And uh, we released one in a tree just so it, it was, was off the road. Yeah, yeah, number 15. So this is right towards the end. Yeah. yeah. And um, and I like – Simon told me, asked me, he goes, oh, is it near the trunk of the tree already? And I was like, no, no, it's at the end of the branch. And then um, Simon goes, oh, well, I just saw a glimpse of something move on the trunk. Yeah. So he quickly looked, and there was another eastern spiny-tailed gecko just sitting on the trunk sitting of this the tree. <clears throat> um, and I was, I was pretty over the moon. I was like, finally I got to see one, see one doing what they're doing. Yeah. And then instantly I started looking up and down the tree, and it was a good three metres high, I reckon. Oh, and it was on, yeah, it was on one of the branches and – like the ed- end of the pine, because they're like a pine tree. Yeah. And um, right on the edge of the like the pine needles, I can just see the under underbelly of another eastern spiny tail. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So you finally found you found two on the tree essentially. Not found one, two so. on the tree. Yeah, two yeah. in one tree. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You've gone for all those finding... trees that we we checked. Um, yeah. Yeah, to finally get one and it just doubled up straight away. Yeah, on the same tree. It makes you wonder if, you know, you've been looking in trees previously and just completely missed them. But it's just the fact that, you know, Simon caught that one move on the trunk and then that made you stop and focus on the tree a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. Because if it was the same one, I was thinking that's that's a massive hustle to be able to get from where Kai released it all the way along and up. Yeah, and then Kai, yeah, yeah. exactly. And then Kai not even notice it, like the leg at that far. Yeah. Did you um, cruise much more after that, or was that kind of like the end of the that night? Was, once you've kind of that was near the end, but yeah. I was driving, stopping for frogs, and I was like, "That's not a crucifix." And then I was like telling Luke and Simon, "I was like, um, you'd know if you see one." Like, yeah, they they <clears throat> they just have that unmistakable shape. It looked like a golf ball on the road. Like you'd know it. And finally, I I just drove past and I went, "Yep, yeah, that's a crucifix." Yeah. And um, we got out of the car, and sure enough, we got Simon's crucifix frog. I was stoked. That was such a cool frog. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> They're just so bright, and, like, the colours that so I've definitely. seen in photos don't actually do it justice at all for yeah. the colours you actually see yeah, right. on a frog. Um, yeah. Like, when Kai said it's a fluoro golf ball, like, he pretty much meant it. Like, yep. the, yeah. the green... Are they the same size as a golf ball as well? Like Pretty the similar. same, yeah. Maybe a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah, because I wasn't too sure how big they actually were. Like, you see the pictures and see a lot of people are up close and you think, you know, it's probably a little bit the size more of, a, like, say, like a baseball or something, but... Yeah, and their little squished face, like, it's just such a <laughs> stubby face. Yeah. And yeah. The, the one that we had was just jumping into stuff and it's a weird little hop as well. It looks like a lot of effort <laughs> for minimal distance gain. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I felt uh, I felt fun. so sorry for these guys. They they'd like it would stop. They'd be, they'd like focus their lens on it, and as soon as they'd go to hit the shutter, it'd just be like boink, and off to a different area. <laughs> oh, the joys, Simon's got probably like a thousand butt photos. Oh, I'm gonna go oh. series of them. Yeah, the joys of a manual focusing lens. What lens are you using? Oh, I was using a um, Nikon 60mm macro. But, oh, okay, um, yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, it was one of the manual focusing lenses. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Samyang hundred mil macro, so I had like similar issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, so it's, it's I, I great kind when of you nail the shots, but when you're just slightly off, it's oh, really yeah. frustrating. Yeah, um, for sure. And most of the animals that that troop were sitting so nice for us, but that one, it's it's always the way when it's like you're targeting that one thing that's going to be the yep. one thing that doesn't want to sit for you. Yeah, it's um, usually the way. Which is why I was determined to get it. Um, yeah, and ironically, like that was one of the last things we cruised, but a camp there was two yep. more, and they were much easier to photograph. Yeah, spent however long lying on the the dirt and the rocks, and just so uncomfortable trying to get these these frog photos with like the mozzies nailing us too. Yeah, and the ones in camp were easy. <laughs> it's always. But like you said, you 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 weren't sure if you, you're going to see any more, so you were trying to get. Yeah, that's right. I knew you had one. Yeah, yeah, because I don't Especially, know how late it was at that yeah. point. Like it was getting on. Yeah, and especially frogs like that, they're very seasonal. Like. You might go out there in two years' time and you won't find anything because I haven't had any rain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of yeah. you've got to make the most of them when when you when you can see them. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably like the perfect season, really, with all the rain that we've had to kind yeah. of go up yeah. there and actually see them. <clears throat> I mean, you look at the number of bugs as well. Like it's no yeah. surprise the the th- uh, frogs are thriving up there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was about it for that. It's almost like a risk every time you got back in the car. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially with um, Kai's lights on the the front of it. Like, you get back to the car and Kai's high beams are still on it. it (laughs) There's bugs everywhere. Bugs everywhere, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't leave the door open. A tip for herping, you don't leave your um, interior lights on door. You just turn them all off. Yeah. So every time you open a door, yeah. Change your so globes every time. to orange globes. Ah, oh, okay. That's a good idea yeah. too. Because the bugs aren't attracted to the orange globes. <laughs> Might be a bit different inside your car. They have an orange globe. You can't see too much, but you want to buzz in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was pretty much it for that night. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we got a, a desert tree frog as well, uh, near where yeah. the crucifix was. Oh, um, that would be pretty yeah. cool. And then it was just that was cool because that was the camp. first one that I've actually checked out. Hmm. I think it was 11 yeah. species of frogs that we got. I think maybe 12 if you count the parents we heard. Yeah. But like pretty good range of frogs. Yeah, for sure. But um, and I'm pretty sure you had an interesting trip, didn't you, Luke, when you got back to the tent that you were telling me about? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that was scary. I thought it was a bit weird, to be honest. But, um, yeah, so these guys pretty much pulled into their swags and crashed out for the night. And I was like, oh, I need to do, need to do a toilet run. Anyway, so I whacked the head torch on and I started walking towards the, the toilet block and, um, got confronted by a couple of dogs, um, which were howling on the house down and stuff. I think one of them was chained up and another one was kind of running around a bit loose, which I was a bit wary of. Anyway. So it was actually wild dogs, were they? No, I don't know. I reckon they were... owned them or something. I reckon the caretaker of the place owned them, but they just looked real scrappy. Like, they didn't look real well looked after. Yeah, I don't know. I I remember the last time, or one of the times I was out there, they had a dog, and it was pretty... It was a very healthy dog. 
Um, so mm. I'm not too sure. They could have been wild dogs or just, you know, forgotten ones. But, mm. yeah, they didn't look too good. Yeah. Familiar enough. The, with people, the only but, thing that made me kind of yeah. think, like, yeah. The only thing that made me kind of think, like, maybe they're a caretaker's one is, like, it looks like one was chained up at that, that house. Yeah. So yeah. Like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But anyway, one of the, like, this this one that I had a particular interaction with was was like a red healer cross yeah. something probably. Um, but it was an idea of shape and whatever. Um, anyway, so, yeah, did what I had to do at the toilet and went to leave the cubicle. <laughs> the dog had me pinned inside the toilet block. And I was there growling at me, which was a bit gnarly. So, anyway, I took off my belt ready for a punch on. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> ready to kind of climb back into the cubicle and see how long I'd stay for or not. But, um, yeah, and anyway, I ended up getting back out to it. The thing followed me halfway back to the hammock. And that was kind of one of those moments where I was like, oh, I kind of wish I had my canvas swag out now. It might protect me a bit more than yeah. this dog <laughs> chewing on my ass in the middle of the night. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, that was a bit sketchy, but got through it. Yep. What can you, what can you do? But um, Survived. That was definitely the wrap-up of the night. Yeah. 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 yeah oh, we got the kid at camp as well. Till the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a yeah, massive one. Yeah, it was a bigger echidna. That was cool. That's right. Yep. Yeah, as far as other animals, like the other invasives we got throughout the trip, like quite a few goats, middle of the road. Um, the first night we got a, a fairly young fox. Uh, there were hares the second night. Mm. Yep. I feel like there was other things we saw cats. too. Yeah, cats. actually there's a lot yep. of cats we got on that second night. Or kind a of just goes to show how serious that problem is. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very serious, that one. All the other crucifix frogs we could have found if they didn't nail them. <laughs> and everything oh, else. Yeah. So cru- crucifix can actually expel like a, not a toxic, but like a very bad tasting oh. um, fluid from their backs. Yeah. Um, the, all the noted and species can do it, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah, it's not the best of stuff, and I dare say it wouldn't taste too good either. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Yeah. Andy. And then you had an interesting trip That's home the next bit. day. Oh, yeah. Even before <laughs> that, like, just waking up at camp, like, the, yeah. the view over the lake was pretty cool. But packing up the swag, um, I lifted the corner of mine. Oh, there's a few frogs under here. Like, it's probably worth checking this out. I yeah. reckon I had 30 um, spotted marsh frogs. Under your so swag, wow. Two, two of them I'd squished during the night, but the whole floor moved as soon as I lifted the swag up. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that, like, that was that was incredible. Yeah, that just shows how many there were. Um, but the, the whole area under the swag was just moving. Yeah, was pretty neat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's honestly insane. If you yeah. think about it, like yeah. to have that many frogs under your swag. Yeah, and it's like pretty and Kyle, average. Those Kyle was sleeping right next to you, and he had nothing. I had yeah, like six. I, <laughs> yeah, I had a few, but I wasn't. I wasn't as many as Simon. Did you have different linings on the bottom of your swag or were they both canvas linings or was one like a neoprene, or not neoprene, but like a tarp lining? No, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're pretty similar. Yeah. yeah I'd say so, yeah. 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 
Yeah, it was. It's almost like they were trying to um, carry the yowie into the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even peg that one down that night, so I could have yeah. shifted closer. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. <clears throat> yeah, and then you had your. Did you go herping again that morning, or did you kind of just jump in the car? Yeah, and well, ready to go we, home? we were planning to. Um, yeah, there was one part of the road that was like pretty much pretty underwater. It wasn't terribly deep. Yeah. Um, and we drove through it twice, fine. And stupidly, I was like, "Oh, it's shallow on this side." Um, and I just sunk. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't thinking. I, I think to one thirty in the morning, two yeah. herping nights. I, I didn't think straight, and yeah, that was an experience. Um, trying to get that out, and luckily, like the guys out there, like all the farmers out there, they're such helpful people. Like, yeah, when you're out in the country, everyone wants to help each other out, and Which is luckily good, there's um, luckily this trucky got us out. Um, which was really good. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, we're stuck for a good 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. Probably 30, I think, that one. Probably, and some. <clears throat> yeah. But um, <laughs> after that, we, like, went to Bunnings, so Luke can go get some sand. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, Why are you there? Yeah. And then, um, yeah, after that, we were trying to go look for some more goannas before we went home. Yeah. Um, so we drove and I just chose a, um, chose a random dirt road on, along the Newell Highway. And we got about three Ks up it and that was his, we're going up a hill. So to paint a bit, bit of a picture, it was in the middle of a hill. Yeah. So you wouldn't think like water runs down a hill. It wouldn't really catch there and it was very dry like it was dusty on top yeah so it was like i thought like everyone didn't even quest like no one second guessed it um so i just tried to drive like just drove normally and um yeah sure enough it just the whole thing just sunk the whole car again and i was like far out like what am i doing yeah (laughs) um and that was a bit more of an experience because we'll Three k's into the Pilliga, yeah, on some random dirt road. Uh, so we're trying everything, like we're digging out underneath the tires, putting rocks and sticks and yeah, you name it, underneath, and nothing was working. And luckily, I had reception, and so I just last resort didn't know who to call, so I just called the local police station. Yeah, um, and grateful that they yeah they um said yeah we'll help you guys out. And um, funny when we're digging underneath the tires, I actually dug out a um, ornate burrowing frog. <laughs> so it still was it, wasn't it a water holding frog? No, I think it was a um, ornate burrowing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But um, but so we ended up dug, and the more the tires went, like the more liquid just appeared. Yeah, yeah. When you're walking across it, like. Yeah. It was strange walking across because sometimes you just get a bit of a wobble and then, then the next step you'd be like shin deep. And yeah. You just didn't know which step it was going to be. To take, yeah. 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 And it, it just varied depending on where you were. Like one time was good, the next time same spot you go down. and Yeah. Honestly, after that, after we knew that help was coming and it was actually pretty good, we were just chilling out in the middle of the pillager. 
Mm. Um, and it was just, it's a beautiful place. And we had emus check up on us. <laughs> that makes <laughs> yeah. me feel good. Get out the camp chairs and sat there. Yeah. I mean, and we, we were there for a good hour and a bit. Um, yeah. I had my girlfriend, Amy, she was messaging me going, well, while you're waiting, what do you want for Christmas? Do you want a snatch strap? I was just like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yes, I was like, thanks. Yeah, I was like, thanks for that. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, finally after a while, the cops come up the dirt road and um, they were just they were happy. They were just told me that they were happy to get out of the office. Yeah, right, because it's um, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I think when they rocked up, they realized that I wasn't some idiot just driving through muddy puddles for the fun of it, like, it was proper a hidden bog hole, pretty much, and yeah. they even they admitted that they probably would have drove through it as well. And um, yeah, I, I, after that as well, I found um, they um, winched me out. Um, yeah, and after that, it was all sweet. We we're on the road. It was about three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, when we left. Even when they winched you out, like, it was pretty interesting to watch because it wasn't really that the tyres were grabbing. It was just sliding out on the bottom of the car until it yeah. hit that solid stuff. Yeah. It was only, like, two and a half car lengths. Like, it wasn't yeah. a big patch of of um that quicksand. So it's just... Yeah. Uh, and if we got another half metre, like, if there was enough momentum, we would have been fine through it. No worries. Yeah, it got straight through it, yeah. And so yeah. It, was, it was really tight, but, yeah, it was... Pretty unpredictable. And, like, even when the, the cop, the young cop was um, putting his winch up, he was just stomping his foot nearby. I'm like, oh, take a step further over, see how you go. No, yeah. good. And then watching him actually <laughs> yeah. have to walk through it, you could just see how, like, unsteady some of his steps were. In it, which was, yeah. Like, we'd been walking through it for the last, like, hour and a half, two hours. We knew what was coming. Yeah. And to watch him go through it was <laughs> a, bit, a bit of comedy at the end of the day, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Especially and with his shiny just- boots on. Yeah, he's supposed oh, yeah. to go back and clean them, yeah. Didn't want that and you basically just leg it home after that, or was that kind of, you know? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, we just booked it home. Yeah. Um, well, when we did get pulled out of the um, first incident, we drove not far up the road, and we stopped for another bearded dragon. Yeah. So um, we did oh, find yes. something that day. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, so yeah we just booked it home <laughs> after that. Yeah. yeah, that beauty it was sitting so nice for me. I was walked right up to it. As soon as I just got a hand on it, some car driving past it beeped. The thing just launched straight out of my arms. <laughs> it, was, it was probably one of the better looking ones we'd seen the whole trip. Too. Yeah, yeah. And so we came to check that one out more, and uh, just lost yeah. that opportunity. Yeah. Just after Luke oh. said that I was the the guy for getting beauties of the trip, then he jinxed it. Lasted two seconds before that one was gone. <laughs> and I got it all on film, which is always sweeter, so I could talk with it for years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that's that's one thing you just you just gotta see it. You've yeah. gotta watch the video. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But it really wasn't much else after that. I think Yeah. Oh, we might have passed another beauty that we didn't stop for because of the road. Um, but yeah, the, the emus. So even though we're only on that 3k of, of dirt, uh, when we were following the cops out, that's where we saw one emu with six chicks. Yeah. Yeah, right. So they weren't super fluffy. They pretty much got rid of that, that down. They just looked like half-sized versions of the the big one. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. 
awesome. It was just a long, arduous journey back home from out there. Yeah. yeah. Which was a bit long. Like, I mean, I didn't get home till 11.30 that night. And yeah. I pretty much had a well-earned shower and went to bed to go to work the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a muddy day because of the boggings and stuff, too. Like, we yeah. were... Yeah. We were Especially pretty dirty as well. You know, one's kind of like, ah, oh, but two. Yeah. Makes it a little bit worse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that Falling. was kind of a bit heartbreaking when we sunk into the second one because that was just like, oh, we've just been through this and now we're Again. in a way worse area to get help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the first one, uh, half an hour, I don't know how many, we would have had someone stepping, uh, stopping to check up on us like every minute or two. Yeah. yeah, that was sweet. Um, but three hours out of the other yeah. place, and like like we said, it was only the emu that checked up on us. Yeah, but it's a bit different story out there. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but all in all, it was oh, such okay, a fun was trip. An awesome trip. We ended yeah. up yeah. seeing. Yeah, got fifty-two reptiles. Yeah, hundreds of frogs. Probably thousands. Oh, loads of other if, critters if you can't all this spotted marsh frogs, it'd be thousands. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it was yeah, good. It was, and, um, it was fantastic. Like, first so experience was, out there, I loved it. Yeah. Thank you. Got a bit of lag, Luke. Yeah, definitely an area I'd love to go back to. Yeah. There's still, that's the thing, there's still so much for you guys to see, like, like I said earlier, spotted black snakes. You have pale heads, Murray Darling carpet pythons, <clears throat> Australian coral snakes, um, and even um, nearby you got Capitan National Park, and you still got quite a few endemic species and a few geckos that that are different found there as well. And yeah, um, there's just so much to explore out there, and yeah, I, I encourage people just to go out and see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's such a beautiful country. That's one thing yeah. I'm going to do, start seeing the country a little bit more. So, anyway, it's good to check out more of New South Wales as well. Yeah, I haven't really pushed it too far, um, other than kind of like central coast to the mountains to like Wollongong kind of area. I've kept yeah. in that kind of region. So, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to head out west like that was yeah, completely different environments that the species overlap actually isn't that much. Like, we joke the first two snakes are in, like, an Eastern Brown and a Bandy Bandy, which are the ones we get at home. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, like, the frogs are pretty much all different. Geckos are different. Snakes are different. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it good. No, that's awesome. No, that sounds good. But um, I've been gone for an hour and a half. That's kind of <laughs> flown by, so... It has. Yeah. Yeah, Luke's, Luke sent me the outro, so I haven't done one before. <laughs> so this would be pretty interesting to see. I'm just waiting to butcher it. But thanks for coming on, guys. Oh, that was awesome. So I got uh, no. a couple of updates when you are out there. Luke sent me a couple of pictures of some geckos and stuff. and Good to see. Yeah, I just can't to see the pictures roll in. So. We'll have to get you out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. That'd be a yep. good spot. I'll go there and won't see anything. Me and Luke went for a little herp on uh, Sunday night. Oh, yeah. That big storm rolled through. I think we got a couple of frogs. That was it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we might wrap it up, eh? What do you reckon? Sounds good. No, it's yeah, great good. To, to chat about it. And, yeah, fun stories to reminisce over and 
Yeah, there's um, a few good ones from that trip. Like Luke yes. was saying, I'm like, that's one of those trips that those stories you remember like the whole time. So, yeah, you know, you had got blogged and this and that and Luke got chased by the dogs and stuff. So pretty I good. put in a whole whole week's worth of stories in, in two and a half days. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. So anyway, well, I'll, I'll give this outro a bit of a, a go, eh? So... All right, we'd like to say thanks to Eric and Owen and the rest of the NPR crew for having us. If you'd like to contact them, it's best to find them at moreliapythonradio.com and email them at info at moreliapythonradio.com. Make sure to check out the NPR network on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And as far as contacting us go, uh, you can contact our social media platforms. You can email us at australianherpticulture at gmail.com. You can also find us at Facebook and Instagram as well. Make sure to te- check out our Teespring store for podcast merch. The link's on the Facebook page. To see more of what I'm doing, make sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The Gecko Effect. And to follow more of Luke, make sure you check him on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, and Teespring under Beaches Scaly Beast. We hope to have you back next week for another episode of the Australian Herpticulture Podcast. Good night, guys. Mm-hmm.